Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Uh, welcome to Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy CFN Sale. Today is Tuesday and it's Fitness Tuesday. As you know, we are working towards the Kaya FM Legacy Walk, which is happening in just over a week, Saturday the 12th of October. I hope you've registered because registrations do close soon. Um, and I'll be there, so I look forward to seeing many of you there. Tonight, we're discussing sex and fitness, so don't go anywhere. Let the good doctor give you some expert advice. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. You're listening to Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan, with me, Cindy Swift and Sale. And tonight is Fitness Tuesday, and we're speaking about sex and fitness. So I know that, um, you know, uh, you've been following my journey with exercising. So I've, I went from being a lazy, a lazy um, sedentary person. It's now week four of me exercising and guys, it's a lot. Like Isola, I was walking up and down my driveway and my calves are sore, my back is sore, everything is sore. And I'm feeling better. So I'm not going to lie and pretend that there hasn't been, there haven't been any benefits. I am feeling so much better. But you know, there's another benefit of ex- exercising and this is what we're going to be speaking about tonight. We're speaking about the effect that sex, um, fitness has on your sex life and how it actually improves your sex life. So I'm joined um, tonight, I'm joined telephonically by um, Alfred Kendrick. He's from the United States and he's a fitness expert. So he'll be, you know, he'll be sharing um, um, you know, his expertise around that. I'm also joined by um, fitness fanatic um, Tepo Hame. He's in studio with me and we'll be talking about, you know, exercises and, you know, which ones are really good for your sex life and so on. So, yeah, I hope uh, we, we get lots of questions from, from, from the Afropolitans. You can call us on 86 You can use the hashtag Sidebar Cindy and KFM Talk on social media. But tonight is about sex and fitness. So before um, we start taking your calls, I'd like to welcome um, Tepo to, to the studio. Hi, Tepo, and thank you so much for being here. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you work at Gravity. I am part of Team Gravity Core. Okay, yes. and, and what do you guys do? Um, so Team Gravity Core is a calisthenics and street workout outfit. Um, what they did is they actually brought calisthenics and street workout to South Africa. And what they are doing is helping grow the brand and the awareness of the sport. So basically what calisthenics is, is using your own body weight and maneuvering it around obstacles such as bars and poles and just using that as your weapon. So basically your body is your gym and the world is your gym. So you are the guys that that will find a wall and do cartwheels on the wall and so on. Pretty much. So yes, they'll they'll do handstands, uh, something called a muscle up on a bar, which is very explosive Mm. pull-ups. But since then, I've then graduated to doing body work bodybuilding and all sorts of other sports so i would say i'm quite well-rounded wow and so your core your core must be really 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 strong these days it's okay it's pretty average um but yes i think it is so can you do a handstand on one hand no on one hand no no no. can you do a burpee oh burpees are my favorite i eat them for (laughs) breakfast of course (laughs) you know the day i can do a burpee and guys you know i must talk to my husband he must buy me a car the day i do a burpee the way things are going i can like just walking around that field six times, I've got a field across the road from my house. I get back home, katele, tie. I don't want anything. Like I actually get angry sometimes. Like why am I doing this? And there you are doing burpees for breakfast. Yeah, but also I trained my way into it. And I heard you say that you're on a fitness journey. Mm. Um, so how about you can challenge yourself and say that by X date, you'll be able to do one burpee. Yeah, by 2022. 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying 16th December. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's too soon. That's too soon. <laughs> but, but I must say, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. There are days when I don't really enjoy it, but, um, you know, I am enjoying it. And, I, and I, I'm enjoying challenging myself. Yeah. I think that's the whole thing about fitness is that, you know, you, you, you know, you make a decision and you just do it. So I made a decision that I don't want to die. I want to live long and I want to be there for my kids. And I'm just going to do it. My kids are very excited. I think them seeing me in gym clothes and stuff excites them for some reason. I guess they can't believe that their mommy's actually doing this. But yeah, so far, so good. No, that's good. And I think you hit it on the head. It's, uh, it's about taking health and wellness seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there are different levels to exercising. Like the competitive sports take it to the extreme, but there are also other things that you can do um, 
which are very comfortable for your lifestyle still challenge you but you know it's not you spending two hours in the gym it's you doing 45 minutes of you know walking around that field across your house playing with the kids but just being active and and at what fitness level would you have to be at to start with calisthenics calisthenics yeah calisthenics um essentially you can start at any level um it just means that then your progression curve is a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, and it does take a little bit longer for you to master the weight of your body so mm. it also depends what kind of condition is your body in are you do you have a small frame carry small weights then you would get used to your body a little bit quicker than that but if you're at my size which is what 1.6 meters mm-hmm. by 95 kilograms and haven't been active, I think it would take a little bit longer to be able to master the body. And if, if you're over 100 kilograms like I am? Well, what I would then do is help you to reduce your body weight, the mm. weight that you don't need, and then guide you through step-by-step progression programs to actually get you to do like a squat, a push-up, a burpee, my favorite, um, <laughs> and a sit-up. Because, okay. I mean, th- those are really the fundamentals of it. And then everything else, I think, is luxurious on top of that. Well, I like the fact that you're encouraging. At least you don't say to me, well, no, I don't see a, you know, I don't see you doing calisthenics, but at least you encouraged me. So we joined online, as I said, by um, Alfred Kendrick, who's a fitness expert who's based in the U.S. And, um, you know, he'll be telling us about, about, you know, why he started working in this field. And, and, and then, of course, we'll be taking calls and getting advice about how to, you know, you know, to ramp up our sex lives by getting fitter. So thank you so much for joining us, um, Alfred. I know that there's a bit of a time difference, but yeah, welcome to the show. Hey, doctor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, Alfred, um, so what's your background? Um, are, you, are you in the medical field? You know, what, what do you do? Uh, I actually have a pretty diverse background as well, and I was listening to the, the street workout and the bodyweight training, and um, that sounds like an amazing form of fitness, and I'm glad you guys have that there in South Africa. Um, my background comes from, uh, I do about six different martial arts, as well as I have my degree in kinesiology and massage, medical massage therapy and then some, some other movement-type stuff. I'm an expert at Capoeira. I'm a professional acrobat performer. And uh, I do a few other things as well that's really helped me understand the human body. Okay. And your interest in um, sex and fitness, what sparked that? So what sparked that was essentially uh, I was working with a lot of uh, older and maybe even some elderly people. And my workouts were just really uh, proving to improve their lifestyle. And I started to get a lot of compliments from my clients saying that their sexual lifestyle has improved and gotten so much better. And it was something that they were, they wished they could approve, but they didn't know how to go about the process. And, and almost sort of naturally doing my workout, their um, movements in the bedroom got better. And it just kind of sparked the idea. It was like, hey, why don't I pursue this and, you know, help people, you know, get better in the bedroom. Okay. And so six definitely counts as exercise, right? Uh, excuse me? Sex counts as exercise. Sex does count as exercise, but my, my program and my workout doesn't actually focus on sex being an exercise. It's more teaches people which exercises they can do in the gym mm-hmm. or at home to help them improve their physical performance in the bedroom. So your workout at the gym, the same, some similar exercises that you would do to tone your butt or to, you know, stretch out your muscles in yoga you would then learn how those movements apply in the bedroom to improve sexual performance. Okay, that's 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 great. So just give us one example of, of um, you know, an exercise that, you know, you can do at home or at the gym that, that, benefits, that benefits you in the bedroom. Uh, like the other gentleman uh, mentioned ab- about training and core and stuff like that is, you know, the sexual organs are centered around your core. Mm. So it is key to have a strong core and not just strength of the core, neuromuscular um, coordination. That's the body's ability to coordinate and move the core, you know, to certain timing, maybe a pace or rhythm and flexibility to, to the hips and the movement. So something as simple um, as a pelvic raise, I think most uh, listeners know what that exercise is, mm-hmm. a, pel- a pelvic raise and the ability to change the angles, the depth, and the movement 
of the pelvic raise can be key into improving sexual um, performance in the bedroom. And if someone is, is, is overweight, I mean, I'm, I'm quite chubby, Alfred, and I'm working towards fitness. And, and obviously one of the, one of the benefits of, of working out is, is going to be losing weight. But if, if someone is overweight, um, I'm, I'm, sex can be quite challenging, especially when it comes to different positions. Um, what advice would you right. have for someone that's, that's, you know, that's obviously working towards losing the excess weight? What can they, what, what, right. what positions would work best for people, especially people with big tummies? The the thing is, is when it comes to to sex, there's there's two different people. There's two people involved, so there's different factors. You know what I mean? So if one person's overweight but the other person's underweight, then there's going to be some different type of. There's a different match or a different relationship. If one person's shorter, if one person's taller, mm. then there's a different match or different type of relationship. So it kind of also depends on your partner and your partner's capability as well as yours. So it's, it's a little bit more of a collaborative effort. Um, but you, when it comes to how you perform in the bedroom, you really want to just do a little bit of a simple kind of like diagnosis of yourself and, mm. and kind of consider, all right, what positions are easy for me and what positions are hard for me? Mm. And then you go, if this position is hard for me, what I do in my program, like we identify those muscles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the things that are difficult, you know what I'm saying? And once we identify that, then we can go from there. So for a woman maybe being overweight, uh, maybe like the, the doggy style position may be quite easy, you mm. know, then the partner can do the work if it's a male partner, you know what I mean? Because you can just, Prop your hands down. You can get down on all fours yeah. and just kind of rock your body weight front to back. You know what I mean? Yes. Where, um, or even like lying face down could be easier. You know what I mean? Um, but it just really depends on what's going on. A side lying position could work as well. You know, you can find a lot of comfort, mm-hmm. maybe propping a couple pillows, getting into a sideline position. Um, but then that'll also come to your partner and your partner's ability to move and, and, and maneuver. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy on Kai FM 95.9. And I'm chatting to Alfred Kendrick. He's a fitness expert based in the U.S. and he's joining us telephonically. And I'm also chatting, chatting to Tsepo um, um and, and he does calisthenics. And um, they're both fitness experts and we're talking about sex and fitness and how fitness actually improves your sex life. Alfred, um, you know, coming back to you and, and, and you know, talking about positions, um, I, I spend a lot of time on social media and... Um, a lot of the times women complain about being on top. So what exercises could we do to, to give us the stamina to, to get on top and stay on top? So uh, getting on top is an interesting thing. Most people um, will experience pain in their knees initially, but mm. there's, there's also comes to the hip mobility and the freedom to open in the hip, maybe even some lower back pain. Uh, so one of the things that is, is great to learn is how, the knees must follow the direction of the toes. You know, if your knees and toes aren't going in the same direction, it actually causes for more knee pain. So your knees um, and toes, yeah? Yes. So, for example, if you're riding and, and the woman's on top and she's riding and her feet are actually on the ground, she's not on her knees, but let's say she's on the ground, if her knees and her toes are going in the same direction, there's going to be a lot less knee pain, you know what I mean? And probably a lot less hip pain. But if her knees and toes are kind of slightly turned in opposite angles or opposite directions, then there's a little bit more pain. Now, if the woman is on her knees and she's riding from that position, then there goes the, that, that plays more into the ability to move the hip, mm-hmm. which is, um, if you notice like things from like yoga, like hip circles and, and even like from sort of like African dance and dance hall dance, a lot of the hip movement, a lot of hip circles, yeah. then that becomes more of a thing of, of hip mobility and also flexibility. So I'm definitely saying frog stretch from yoga. You guys can look that up. And that's that stretching out the groin muscles and the hip flexor muscles uh, really helps with being able to ride and find mobility. And another thing you can do is shifting the weight from your upper body to your lower body. You know what I mean? So sometimes putting a little more weight in the arms to continue the ride and then shifting the weight back to the lower body, the knees and the hips to do some movement too. So by transferring the weight um, from the arms back to the lower body and then back to the arms to the uh, upper body, 
that kind of gives each body part a rest, you know, so you can get a little bit more longevity in your sexual movement from there. Okay, well, that's great information. So the frog position, they, that's a yoga position that would help yeah, you to like become a, more like flexible. Kind of a frog pose. It's kind of like a, a modified uh, split or modified straddle. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you just open your legs and sit on the ground kind of like a frog and with your legs open out to the side, but your knees are bent. And you just kind of slowly stretch your, your groin muscles and your hip flexor muscles and a few other muscles from that position. And that kind of really helps the mobility um, in that position because part of it is, is being immobile and part yeah. of it is being non-flexible. And then there's some strength and endurance factors that come in later. Okay, well, we're taking notes and um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm busy writing furiously. Coming back to um, to you, um, um, Tepo. So, I mean, Alfred has, has outlined, you know, the, the, you know, some of the important things like flexibility and being able to stretch your hips and so on. What exercises could we do with you um, calisthenics wise that could help a person become more flexible and 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 yeah um hi dr alford um so he pretty much hit the nail on the head um going into the science of it and why to do it um i would pretty much look at using your yoga exercises or actually attending a yoga class which then helps with the suppleness of the body and also gaining strength in putting it in positions which is not used to be putting uh, or not used to be in. When I was doing a quick Google search about which exercises to do, um, which double up as exercises in the bedroom, I was squinting my eyes because some of those, you know, positions are like, you need to be quite flexible, one, and Mm -hmm. strong um, on the woman's side and on the guy's side. So I would definitely look at your base being your sit-ups, your push-ups, your squats, um, lunges as well, and also just really focusing on doing the cardio. So cardio is important. Yep. And just a disclaimer, um, you know, if if you have any below 18s with an earshot, um, this is, you know, a quite a quite a, an informative show, but it's a sex show. So if, if you want your kids to hear any of the stuff, please keep them out of earshot of the show. I should have made this disclaimer at the beginning, but I'm making it now. So yeah, it's a grown-up show for tonight and we're talking about sex and fitness. And yeah, so we're taking your calls on 86 and we're asking... Which sex position makes you feel like you're really working out? And um, we're learning. I'm learning a lot of stuff tonight about sex and fitness. But I also want to know from you, you know, what makes you feel as if you're really working out when you're having sex? And I'm joined on, on the line by Alfred Kendrick. He's um, a US-based fitness expert. And I also have Tepo Hame in studio um, who works um, um, at um, Gravity Core. And he's also a fitness fanatic, does calisthenics, which, um, you, you know, you must Google. Um, it, looks like, it looks like a lot of work. Calisthenics is one of the things I've done. Yes. It looks like a lot of work. But yeah, taking calls on 86 So, Tepo, coming back to you. So, if a person who's had a sedentary lifestyle like I have um, decides to, to, to change their lives, what steps would you advise them to take? What's the easiest thing to change? Um, the first easiest thing to change. Well, the first easiest thing to change is, oh, this is taking inspiration from my mother, mm-hmm. um, is know your numbers. So you go to a health dietitian or a doctor or for a health checkup and you get to know what your numbers are, your sugar levels, um, your cholesterol, your, your, cholesterol your, exactly. your body fat percentage. Correct. And then from there, I would go and see a dietitian, somebody who can help you alter your eating behavior. Because um, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So, so they need to educate you on what the foods are um, that will help you get towards this um, new wellness that you're going for and then i would then look at the how how active you are or the type of activities you do to complement that lifestyle so if i would put it on a bias i would put the bias on eating yes and then secondary would be the physical application okay. of your body so we'll be taking more of your calls after this break um 86 is the number number to call and tonight on sidebar cindy we're talking about sex and fitness we'll be back after this Higher, Higher FM. Kaya FM 95.9, home of Afropolitan. Welcome back to Sidebar Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy Sivifansale. Chatting about sex and fitness, it is Fitness Tuesday. We are working towards um, getting fit for the Kaya FM Legacy Walk, which is taking place on Saturday, 12 October. I hope you've got your tickets. I'm four weeks into training. It's going quite well. And um, tonight, we're talking about sex and fitness. I'm learning a bit more about why it's important to me, important for me to be exercising. I'm joined by Tepo Hame from Gravity Core and Studio. And we're also joined online by Alfred Kendrick, um, 
um, a fitness expert that's based in the US. We're taking your calls on 086-00-0959 and we have Albert calling us from Joburg. Um, hi, Albert, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, it's, such a, it's such a nice uh, show. Thank you very much for that. Um, I just want to find out about stamina. Um, mm. um, somebody told me that uh, uh, women who are who go to the gym regularly are sometimes very difficult to please. Um, what I want to find out first is that true. The second thing is that for men, are there exercises that uh, or can it can stamina be improved with exercise? Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, Albert. Thanks. I'll ask Albert Kendrick to answer that. Um, Albert, did you did you get those questions? Yes, I was kind of missing the first question. If he could repeat the first question. Okay, so the first question was, um, he Albert has heard that women that that exercise regularly are difficult to please in bed. So he wants to know if that is true. And of course, the second question is about stamina. Um, I think that um, each person is different. I don't think it's necessarily. Um, that you know that, that they work out i mean i just think every person every human being is different and have different pleasures but um stamina is something that women tend to have more of than men in, in the bedroom and a lot of times the 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 male is, is doing the work but it just kind of quite depends but yeah stamina is something that all men should work on improving that's where um you know from how the muscles contract to also longevity, you know what I mean, as opposed to coming to ejaculation. But I think it is key to work on stamina, which is basically during endurance exercises. But uh, when it comes to having sex in the bedroom, the movements like being on a bicycle or doing jogging or something like that, that does improve your endurance. That does improve your stamina, yes. But not all of that stamina will directly uh, relate to sexual performance because mm-hmm. you're using slightly different muscles and you're doing a different position. For example, a swimmer who can swim, you know, miles and miles and miles doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the runner who's going to run for miles and miles and miles. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And a cyclist who may be able to cycle for miles may not also be able to run for miles. So everything will translate. Although the cardiovascular level may be higher and the endurance is kind of higher than the average and it will definitely improve from those exercises, but they will need to actually train sort of more in that position as well, like whether the guy could practice moving in a plank, which is some of the exercises I teach and, and pelvic motions and things like that, you would definitely need to work on stamina within the positions that you're using in the bedroom, if that makes sense. Okay. And Albert, um, would over-exercising affect your sex life? Would over-exercising? Affect your sex life. You know, is, is, yeah. is there too much exercise and would it be detrimental to, to your sex life? Um, I, I think too much exercising can be detrimental to anyone, but I don't really think that's a problem with many people. I think most people are under worked out and underserved in that in that realm so I, I i don't really have much of fear of people working out too much most often that people are doing too little and expecting too much um but exercising and fitness will definitely improve what you do in the bedroom and definitely have some effects in general i mean it's changing your your ability to have blood flow so i mean people could be more aroused um, because the blood flow is going up. You know, the hormones are moving faster through the mm. system. You have more hormones. You have a healthier endocrine system. You're having a healthier uh, uh, circulatory system. You're having a healthier respiratory system. Mm. And when you're having sex, all of those systems are working At the same simultaneously yeah. very hard, right? So, you know, exercise is definitely key and super important to uh, performance in the bedroom. And um, supplements, um, would would they have an effect on your sex life? I know that there is a bit of a problem in South Africa with um, some of the bodybuilders and some exercise fanatics right. using steroids. So, you know. Right, right. Well, like the thing is, is that, you know, you, you do have a high sensitivity to supplements. You know what I mean? And that could go anything from how you eat, uh, the gentleman was mentioning diet, which is super key. So how you eat is very important because we are what we eat and our body can only execute the amount of energy 
that we put into it and the right energy. If you put the wrong fuel in your car, your car is probably not going to run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put great fuel in your car, your car will probably run better, likely run better. So that's good to understand. And yes, certain supplements, especially like um, artificial testosterone supplements, do affect the, the sexual um, the, the sexual system. You know what I mean? Mm. And it actually kind of depresses that system, and um, it, it slows down. A, a lot of things will happen in the bedroom. So yes, for sure. Just to be simple, you will definitely have some negative effects if, if people are doing um, testosterone. Okay, so you're listening to Saipod Cindy on KFM 95.9. I'm talking to Alfred Kendrick. Um, he's a fitness expert based in the U.S. And I'm also talking to Tsepo Hame from Gravity Core. And tonight is, you know, Fitness Tuesday, and we're talking about fitness. And tonight's topic is sex and fitness. So if you have kids under the age of 18, please keep them out of earshot of this conversation because we are speaking about, um, you know, matters of a sexual nature. Tsepo, you know, during the break, we, we spoke about... Um, the effect that exercising has on your on your mental health, you know how it affects your you know, depression, how it um, affects anxiety, and you know you you were you were commenting about that. Yes, um, I was saying that, you know, we're saying that um, sex is a taboo subject or um, something that is whispered about behind um, closed doors, but one something else which is not really spoken about is mental wellness, which is um, depression and anxiety, which is actually something that I have, so which is very close to my heart when I speak about these things. Mm. That um, You know, exercise is one thing that's great, the bedroom is another, but um, mentally we always forget that that is a muscle the the brain is something that we need to take care of and sometimes you know the chemicals that the body produces puts it out of our realm of control it's not just about changing your thoughts or thinking that you know today's going to be a good day and it goes happy there's a whole lot more that goes into it um so yeah so what we're talking about was that the mental state actually affects the performance in the bedroom Mm. um and i mean even just from the very basics of being aroused because Mm. For example, you may not want to be touched by anyone because you want to withdraw, you want to be alone. And it has nothing to do with the attractive nature of the person in front of you, um, which is also why it's also important to educate the person that you're with. So you need to learn about yourself so that you can educate the person that you're with on how to deal with you. Um, So, yeah, so it's a very interesting ecosystem, which is why I jumped at the opportunity to actually speak about this or to be part of this conversation yeah well i mean i'm living with depression as well and i know and i know that during the darkest you know the darkest time um especially after you've just started medication and you're still getting into it and the side effects and so on you know sex is the last thing on your mind so you can go for weeks you can go for months without without engaging in sexual intercourse and um and exercise, you know, when you when you start exercising again that helps you it helps you produce you know the happy hormones that that helps you to get better Yes, I very much agree with that. Um, I used to use exercise as a way of running away from my mind, mm. um, you know, chasing the pain, those hard reps, that very hard kind of workout, always competing, mm. whether it was capoeira, weightlifting, calisthenics, everything I did, I did very hard because with that release of endorphins and such, there's a certain pain which I then focus on, which is yeah. not inside of me as such, in my mind, it's on my body. It's um, trying to prove myself that I can do better, I can be better. Um, yeah, so I actually had to decouple my training from that because it was actually affecting me. Mm. Um, so it's very important to, one, compartmentalize those things so that you can figure out what is happening inside your mind and treat it. So I actually have to take my mind to the gym. I'm, you know, I see a therapist every once in a while. Um, and in fact, this week has been particularly hard. Um, so I actually need to make a time to see my therapist, but which is something that I need to be self-aware of. Um, sometimes I don't want to, but the thing is, it's not about what I want to do or don't want to do. Um, the accountability sits with me, but at the end of the day, it needs to be managed. Yeah, and you have a partner and, you know, communication is key. So your partner yeah. understands when you're dipping and you don't feel like having sex, there's a reason. There's a reason why you're going through that. And even then, it's a very big undertaking for a partner to be with somebody who is, let's call it mentally, I don't want to say mentally unwell. No, living but who with has a mental, a mental illness, yeah. Who has a mental condition. Mm. Um, it is a very big undertaking. So if you are a person who doesn't want to, 
you know, take that on, I think it's also important for you to be honest and not subject yourself to that, maybe. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being so honest about that. Coming back to Alfred Kendrick, um, Alfred, um, you know, when a woman has, I'm going to speak about pregnancy and the, and the, and the postpartum period, um, you know, you've had a baby, you, you know, the six weeks period um, of abstinence has passed and now you want to get back into everything, but your body has changed a lot. What exercises would you recommend, you know, for, for a woman that's just had a baby and is wanting to get back into, into sex? Um, I think like um, there's um, a realm of, of training, you know, like it, it's, it's two two different things. There's one if we're talking about the the actual sexual organs, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and yes. you know the the pelvic floor muscles and things around that. And there are, there's actually quite a few options and programs out there. Um, that's not necessarily my my expertise because I don't have that organ, you know what I mean. But um, there are some options out there that people can look up for, you know, that sort of situation. Mm. And then the other half is the stuff that I am an expert about, which is getting the body back conditioned and getting the body back strong, like from pregnancy. There's a lot of changes in the hips, and, and there may be a lot of elasticity and some things there. And there also could be some back pain and some, some things like that. So, um, again, just things that are easier to to think about is um, maybe pelvic raises. There's another exercise I use called a, a crab press. There's a different type of pelvic raise, mm. which is really great for um, um, improving the, the core and the, the butt and the lower back muscles. And you can actually trade between doing the hamstrings, the butt, or the lower back in the same exercise. Uh, so that's pretty great. And then even something as is, is simple as doing no, no weight, just simple body weight squats and things like that where maybe the, the, the woman is holding onto something where she could start to get that strength back in her legs and mm. her quadricep muscles and things like that, that maybe if she was sedentary for a while, maybe she wasn't really using as much, you know what I mean? And um, so uh, the, the exercises are a little bit more visual. I have a lot of unique exercises that one would need to see. It's a little bit harder to explain over the phone. Yeah. But some of the easier exercises for people, I would say, you know, movement and mobility maybe in, in a plank and movement and mobility in a pelvic raise and uh, even like some sort of like single leg pelvic raise exercises to work well. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of unique exercises that are a little bit trickier to explain over the phone that I, I use for people. Well, we'll be sharing your Facebook, um, the, you know, the Facebook page with everybody because I know that you do have a page. Right. And, um, right, right. Yeah. And you and you and you and you share a lot of information on your page, right? And I have uh, I have a, my Instagram as well, and I have a multitude of different things that people see on my Instagram, which is at Fit Arts. And um, I'm redeveloping my my sexual fitness stuff because that's kind of been taking off lately. And I've been doing a lot of private coaching and things like that. Um, but as far as my web presence, I'm relaunching everything pretty soon. Okay, that's great. And I know you mentioned earlier on in the show that you work with with the elderly, and 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 they had come back and given feedback on on how exercising had had yes. improved their sex lives. Um, so right. for, yeah, for, so for the elderly, um, I mean, obviously your your exercises for them aren't as aren't as um, intense as they would be for a younger person, or is right? Yeah. I mean, let's think about let's think about sex in general and and, and what's happening. You have uh, you could easily have a guy who's pretty big, climbing on top of a small woman, bending her over backwards, putting her legs almost behind her head. I mean, that sometimes is, is a lot of work, you know, and some my, my workshops and my classes and stuff. What I do is I, I teach that male how, uh, how much body weight he's bearing onto the female, you know, to help him understand, you know, to be considerate and cautious and careful, mm. you know, at the same time, being able to hold and support himself up so he's not getting so much weight onto the female you get what i'm saying and then for the female definitely increasing the flexibility because if you have uh, a, a huge guy bearing down on top of you you want to make sure that you're not pulling a muscle you're not pulling your back out so flexibility um is key and strength is key because um as as the gentleman was saying about the mental state which is i think is a very important factor no matter what you're doing whether you're doing fitness or you're doing you know talking about sex or just Killing yourself mentally, fitness is important. 
and healing yourself with fitness, the mental state is important. Um, so I think the same thing goes into the bedroom. If the female is uncomfortable or if the male is uncomfortable or if they're in pain, then there's going to be a very uh, hard time to reach orgasm for whoever's in pain, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? If you're in pain or if you're in discomfort you're not and a muscle is being pulled or tore or you're strained and, you know, you're, you're, you're having a spasm or a body cramp and you're just barely on the verge of, um, of you know, hanging in there, then to, to get to complete arousal and um, to get to the orgasm is going to be pretty tough because of the amount of pain. Okay. So coming back to you, Tepo, I'm um, from, from Gravity Core. Um a person couldn't get injured during sex, right? They can. <laughs> um, just as the doc said, you know, being aware of the weight that you're bearing onto another human being's limbs as such is quite important. Um, I mean, I personally haven't suffered any notable injuries, um, but I think the injuries that do happen is from being uh, very excitable and then just kind of going in there and then you miss the hole so to speak and you hit the side lip and then you kind of bend which is very painful for a guy I've heard um, that it's very painful yes not extremely it is <laughs> or when you have a woman on top doing the reverse cowgirl and she goes up and down and it kind of slips out she doesn't feel it she lands on it bends it a little bit yeah so th- that's the extent of my um, <laughs> my that sounds very ouchy. It is, it <laughs> is. But then it kind of helps you to be like, you know, be present. Uh, you don't have to go so crazy. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, because you want this to be sustainable to last. I and mean, it doesn't help if you're in a cast. And back, um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you've had backache after a vigorous, you know, session of sex. No, no, my back is pretty strong. So um, I can't speak to that. But I would say, especially in terms of stamina, yeah. um, like what the doc says, you know, just working out more in that position i call it match game fitness mm-hmm. um being you know getting stronger and fitter in the actual position um i mean sometimes so you get different kinds of girls they want it in different kinds of ways and i think amongst guys groups um will joke about it of when a girl says you know she wants you to go harder and you're like well this is as hard as I, this is as hard as i'm going oh, man. <laughs> and then and then you go that hard and it's for 30 seconds and you're sweating and you have to stop um, so yeah, so kind of to avoid those situations, just get the fitness up. Okay, well, we'll be back on Kai FM on Sidebar Cindy after this break. Dance at A. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. You're listening to Sidebot Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. We have about 20 minutes of the show left, but before that, um, um, you know, before we carry on, Coming up at 8pm will be Sumitra Naidu with My Money and Me. And she's in the studio to tell me what's up, what's coming up on her show at 8pm. So, thanks, Cindy. Um, so, we've got an interesting show lined up uh, on My Money Lessons. We're going to be talking to Kathleen Mavunga, and she's a businesswoman. And we want to know about how she got there. She's got a very successful beauty studio, and she's also doing a lot of work in the NGO nonprofit space as well to help uh, young girls. She's a co founder of Mighty Gold. So, we're going to talk to her about her money lessons and what she can share with our audience tonight. And then we also are going to talk about the very controversial issue issue around this grade nine exit Mm. so we heard that announcement coming through there's still a lot of confusion but in our careers uh, feature we're going to unpack that and look at um you know is it okay for youngsters that feel that you know academics is not the way for them and maybe they want to go into a trade what are the options for them where can they go if they do decide to exit um, at grade nine and we've got a we've got a really interesting conversation around traveling and what you should use whether it's your credit card your bank card or carry cash i think that's always useful you know we end up in trouble when we overseas sometimes Mm. we lose all the cash that we have and we don't and there's so much more that's on offer right now um, in terms of that. So we're going to unpack that and give you some good tips on what you should do when you're traveling. Okay, so that's coming up at 8 p.m. on My Money at Me. And after 8, we have a new show, um, Late Night with Big Black. It's the perfect way to wind down to expertly selected, selected music. And um, Big Black will be bringing his definitive voice and taste and soul music to the discerning Afropolitan listener from 9 p.m. to midnight. So that's a new show coming up after Sumitra Naidu's show, My Money and Me. 
medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Hi, FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. You're listening to Cyborg Cindy with me, Cindy Sue Fansale. It is Fitness Tuesday, and every Tuesday leading up to the Kai FM Legacy Walk, we discuss all things fitness. And tonight's show is quite spicy. We're speaking about sex and fitness. And I have Tepo Hame from Gravity Corn Studio. And I also have um, Alfred Kendrick. He's a fitness expert based in the US, and he's he's on the line with us. If you've missed any of the show, you can go to kaifm.co.za, go to FM Rewind, and click on Cyborg Cindy, and the podcast should be loaded um, very soon. But We've had an interesting conversation thus far, speaking about stamina and and exercising and how it benefits um, it benefits your your sex life. And I think the most important benefit of exercise um, for me is just it's a mental health. Like, you know, over and above getting your heart you know working well and just general fitness. It's it's amazing what exercise does to your to your psyche. And Zippo, you I mean you've 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 explained how it helped. It's it has helped you a lot. Yes, um, it definitely does have a, a big impact on the psyche. And I mean, one of the benefits of um, sex in itself is boosting your self-esteem. Mm. Um, and I think from, I don't know, I'll speak from a guy's perspective, but you know, once you get to that stage of copulation and you look into her eyes and she looks satisfied, that's self-esteem boosting because you know that you've met her halfway, she's satisfied and you're good. And then of course there's the other side when you look into her eyes and she, you know, you feel like she's asking you, is that it? Um, so yeah, so that brings in the the big uh, undertone of that, which is communication mm. and learning each other what you like, what you don't like. Okay. And just bringing in the issue of, of, of eating and how, how, you know, a lot of fitness, a lot of, you know, changing your, changing your fitness level, um, a lot of it involves the food that you eat just from an eating plan perspective where would where would you encourage someone to start by changing their eating i know for me the thing that worked for me was to um you know cut down on on, on processed foods cut down on 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 starch and to cut down on sugar those those three things changed my life in a tremendous way what would you recommend for someone that's thinking of 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 changing their life um, so I would recommend those, which you've just said. And I would also look at cutting out lactose, which is from milk. Okay. The thing that we like. Because really after the age of seven, our body physiologically has no need um, for for milk. And we actually lose the enzyme, which helps break down milk in human bodies. Um, but once once we cut away, you know, get to that state of what you should cut out from your diet. I think we need to look at where do you want to go with it and what foods do you enjoy? What foods don't you enjoy? Because this this is supposed to be a sustained effort on your part. We're not trying to make it um, uncomfortable for you and your family. Mm. So it's not necessarily going to be a steamed broccoli and hake, which is a very Oh, I did, that. I did that in 2007 for many years <laughs> and I do not want to see steamed hake ever again. It has its place. Um, but yeah, so I think one of the things we do is look at what the what are the foods that you enjoy eating and then try to tailor a... a eating plan around what you enjoy so that you actually stay in it because I think um, I speak I'll speak on behalf of myself and my brother who actually runs our personal training brand K-Game Fitness Um, it's a looking at what foods you like Mm-hmm. Um, and then drawing a plan from that because there's nothing worse than somebody not sticking to the plan because it is steamed broccoli and hake. And then this person, you know, if they live in a household with other people, you want them to not feel like they always have to watch what they're eating, which actually you should be conscious of it, but it shouldn't be like calorie counting. Mm-hmm. Um, that has I, found that very, I found calorie counting very challenging. It has a time and a place, yeah. um, and I think once you get into a rhythm and flow of what what is good, what is um, not processed, how, how do you feel after eating those foods? You feel light, you feel happy. Um, then you kind of figure out what you want to stick with and what doesn't work for you. Yeah, and I also found that um, with the way that I eat now, I'm able to visit people's houses or I'm able to go out somewhere and and just pick and choose what works for me. But if you if you're on a very very strict eating plan. You, you make it difficult for people to entertain you because now you don't eat this and now you don't eat that and, and that's not really what you want to do. You don't want to become the focus of attention at a place because, oh no, Cindy doesn't eat this and Cindy doesn't eat that. So, you know, 
I, that's why I find the, the low carb eating plan, um, you know, cool for me because I'm able to pick and choose. With, oh, okay, there's biltong, I'll have some biltong. There's cheese, I'll have some cheese. Oh, there's butter, I'll have some butter. I can make a plan wherever I am. Yes. Um, I have a friend who's actually vegan and when we go out to eat and such, I always um, make it a point to look at how he assesses the menu or what he eats. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think subscribing to a very strict and stringent way of life, you know, even if it's for moral reasons, um, it does make life a little bit more difficult. So I need to think twice, am I inviting you over to anywhere? Um, But also, yes, exactly to that point is we're not trying to make you feel like you're out of place um, when you're going to your friends. I mean, even if it is going out for dinner with friends, it's a eat whatever it is that you're going to eat um, and then get back onto your healthy way of living. So I think if you're eating call it five days of the week, you're eating clean and healthy, but you eating, call it dirty for two days of those seven, I think that's okay because you go back to your five-day eating regime. Whereas if you're eating unhealthy for five days of the week and then you eat carrot sticks for two, you know, that's also not going to be of any benefit or make a difference to you. Okay. Um, Albert Kendrick, coming back to you, um, you, you know, you're a fitness expert and I'm sure you also give um, advice around, around eating. Um, well, what kind of eating advice do you give for, for people to, you know, to help reach their fitness levels? I like to start with the, the basics, like the gentleman uh, who was mentioning is very spot on. It's like, uh, which things that are probably not uh, the best for our system, especially as we become aging adults. One thing we have to understand is that when we're kids, we have growth hormone in our system and we're developing. And although nutrition is very important, the human body is sort of amazing in the aspect that you can pretty much eat random stuff and candy and and fast food and somehow still become a, a stronger adult. You know what I mean? But as you age, it does have a full effect on your body. Just like when you're a kid or maybe in college, you can get by on three hours of sleep and wake up and have a full day. As a full adult, that's much harder, much more difficult. So, you know, taking out things that may put a strain on our system, like uh, lactose, is um, figuring, really figuring out if you have certain allergies to different foods. I think that's key, and that's one of the things that with modern science we're, we're lucky to do because we're able to find out if people have maybe gluten intolerance or mm-hmm. even just intolerance to certain hormones and foods. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, finding that balance between uh, fat and sugar is key, uh, the healthy sugars that we want to take in. But one of the things I've been noticing a lot is um, – the amount, you know, eating organic. So let's say you still are taking in maybe what could be considered not the healthiest food, the more natural state, the more whole state, and the more organic the food, the better because we don't realize the residual effects of the hormones that sit in our bodies, you know what I mean, from these these growth hormones that are added to the foods. So I, I think it is key to know the food source and the quality of the food that you're taking in because even sometimes being on a healthy diet, you know, whatever you want to consider that healthy diet is, you don't realize the quality and the source of your food and, and how many hormones or things that are in the food that's then affecting your system and sitting in your system and accumulating in your system. And that goes for alcohol too. And alcohol tends to accumulate in the system and may not be easily burned off, especially it has a big effect on your liver and gut health. Yeah. And so taking that out of your diet is, is one of the most noticeable factors I've seen for clients that are going to getting into shape. Yeah, yeah, I must say that alcohol does slow down slow down weight loss, and um, it's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, a glass of bubbly here and there is nice, but I guess sometimes yeah, I mean, for sure. And we're, we're not saying you have to completely cut it out, but you want to understand that sometimes people go, "Oh, I have one drink a day, or you know, a couple of drinks every other day." there is some sort of accumulation of that alcohol in your system and in your, in your gut. And just because you go to sleep and wake up the next day, it doesn't mean that alcohol was deleted from your system. You know what I mean? Mm. You have to have the products and the ingredients to break down, just like you need that lactase to break down that milk. You know, you need that alcohol dehydrogenase, you know, enzyme to break down the alcohol. And certain people have higher and lower amounts of that. You need a lot of water to flush it out of your system and your system just may not be very efficient at getting it out of your system, especially as when you were younger, as opposed to being older. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
and and things that are very high in calorie that don't give the sense of fullness. Like for example, potato chips or French fries, um, ice cream, th- things like that that are really high in calories. But you know, sometimes you could eat French fries and you could go through the whole entire bag of French fries or potato chips, and then you're, you're looking at the bag going, "I don't even feel anything. I want more." You know what I mean? And those kind of foods are really tricky. You know, when you're looking for that last friend at the bottom of the bag and you find it and you're so happy, it it just, like, changes your day. You know, yes, there's one more French fry, but you've had a whole entire, you know, container. So it is key to know that those high-calorie foods that have no nutritional content are not going to give your body that sense and that feeling of fullness, and then you're going to be craving and, and wanting to take in more calories, and you have to be careful of that. Okay, so Alfred, before we let you go, um, you know, any, any we can, okay, first of all, you'll we'll, we'll end up by telling us where we can find you, but um, I'd like like two gems from you that can help us improve our fitness and then in turn improve our sex lives. Okay, the best way you, you guys can contact me, you can contact me directly at alfred at fitarts.com. You can also just Simply send me a direct message on Instagram, which is at FitArts, that's F-I-T-A-R-T-S. Mm-hmm. And and those are pretty easy ways to get in touch with me or my, my personal assistant will be in contact. Um, and, and giving, and one simple exercise that I wanted to add before I go is that, you know, take the, the movement that you would be doing in the bedroom, whether you're male or female, and just do it with your clothes on, you know, maybe by yourself in a room. And just kind of put up a stopwatch, a little timer, and just time yourself doing that physical motion. And it's kind of a fun exercise to assess where you are physically. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. if you're the guy on top and you practice moving your hips and holding yourself up on your arms or your forearms or whether you're a woman. You just practice riding and see is that are you riding for 15 seconds, 30 seconds. You know, it kind of makes them you know, a little on self-analysis on that situation. And I think it's a fun exercise that I have my clients do. And you'll work out at the same time. Uh, you work out at the same time, yes, but you can just kind of get an analysis on where you are and you can compare, you know. Great, definitely. Thank you so much, Alfred Kendrick. We'll definitely be following you um, on Instagram, at FitArts. And, um, yeah, um, all the best with, with, with the work that you do. Uh, perfect. Thank you for so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. And that is Alfred Kendrick. Um, I'll be posting on my social media where you can find him on Instagram. And I'll also be sharing where you can find him on Facebook. So, Tepo, before we wrap up, um, are you joining us on the Legacy Walk, the Kaya Legacy Walk on Saturday, 12 October? Um, it's 6.7 kilometers. You can run it. 12, no, I would definitely speed walk it. No, I'm running it. <laughs> I'm not fit to do that. Um, Yes. Too much pressure. Oh, you're coming yes. through. I'll commit to doing it. If I'm walking with you, yes. Well, I'll be walking very slowly. I won't be speed walking, but yeah, we'll walk together. That's no, fine. We'll finish it. It's fine. It's 6.7 kilometers for a good cause. Great stuff. So where can we find you, um, Tipo? Thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I think my handle is TK underscore K Game Fitness. That's K-G-A-M-E Fitness. And and on Facebook, it's Tepo K Kame. So it's Tepo K and then K-G-A-M-E. Okay, great. Now, thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom. And yes, I look forward to doing a burpee by the 16th of December. Yeah, 16th of December, but we can work out a plan for you to do it before that. It's just I about am, being I, consistent. I am not doing it before the 16th of December, can. but I can I try. Can. Okay, thank you so much for joining us on, on Sidebar, Cindy. Let's talk about it. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.